Have you ever sat around with your friends of a certain age and just talked about all the wonderful, in quotes, things that happen as we enter midlife and travel through it? Well, I thought that would be a fun way to do a podcast episode. And so that is what you are getting today as you listen to three of my friends and I, who also happen to be past guests of the Midlife with Courage podcast. We talk about the challenges, coping strategies, and you might even find a little brain fog as we go along. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, I would love to know about it. I would love to do more of these in the future. So let me know what you think. This is your podcast too, and I want to share what you want to hear. So enjoy this episode and have a beautiful day. Welcome to the Midlife with Courage podcast. I'm your host, Kim Benoit, and every week I share stories of women just like you amazing women over 40 who have found their courage to live life on their terms. These beautiful women have found the confidence to take on midlife like rock stars. They share their stories to inspire and encourage you to find your courage, build your confidence, and start living every moment. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to show me some love and leave a review. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Midlife with Courage. I'm Kim Benoit, your host. And today I have three beautiful women with me, and we're just going to kind of see what we end up talking about. We've got some ideas here. Um, I wanted to share an episode with more than just me and one other person and just talk about the challenges of midlife and inspire and encourage the listeners to kind of know that they're not alone in what they're going through, basically. So, Before we get into questions, why don't we just have you each introduce yourself and just tell us who you are, where you are in the world, and what you do. So let's start with Sue. All right. I am Sue Quinn. I am in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, I work as a bookkeeper during the day for an uh, international nonprofit. I sell books at night, um, part-time, and I write in my spare time. I also have um, Heart Led Healing on Facebook and uh, Instagram that I post a tarot card to every day. Um, I think that's all. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Yeah. And Sue and I have known each other since like middle school, <laughs> just yeah, a few years ago. At least. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Lisa, go ahead. I'm Lisa Kendall. I'm an artist. I currently am located in Gilbert, Arizona with a home in Tucson um, and a business soul quest retreat. I have created a color affirmation deck. I have a husband, a cat and three grown children who live up in the upper Midwest, Minnesota and Wisconsin. All right, Mary Beth. I'm Mary Beth Bowles. I live in Hudson, uh, not too far from Kim. And we met through a networking group and I am married going on 30 years next year and have two grown sons and two beautiful grandchildren who are my joy. Um, I'm a coach. I became a coach along my own healing journey um, and decided that I wanted to make my mess my message. Oh, I love that. 
That is so cool. Not that you had a mess, but that you're making it into your message. I love that. <laughs> awesome. So all three of these ladies have been previous guests on the Midlife with Courage podcast. So if you want to know more about them, go check those out. Um, but I thought this would be a wonderful group to get together. And we're just going to kind of jump into our questions here. So it's going to kind of be a kind of a question and answer discussion type format here. So the first one that I'm going to ask is what surprises you the most about midlife? So besides hormones or are we just going <laughs> to It can be hormones. hormones. It can be whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. If, if hormones is your answer, yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I did not realize the havoc they wreak when they are not balanced. Ah. Um, and so, yeah, that is a huge challenge right now for me yep. at least, but I can imagine it is for a lot of women. Yeah. Sometimes I think we don't realize it because we were never taught it. Um, and we've talked about this before where it's just, oh, menopause is menopause. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh-uh, that's not true. So who else mm-hmm. wants to jump in? Anybody else on the hormone train or is there something else that has surprised you the most? I think related is sleep. I just have <sighs> bad nights of sleep and I can't figure out why. And the only thing I can come up with is hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of the answer to everything right now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Definitely feel that lack of sleep, fatigue, yeah. tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was is was or is brain fog a thing for you guys too? Yep. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. From yeah. time to time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, when I didn't realize what it was from, I was like, am I like, is this Alzheimer's or what is going on? <laughs> like, oh no, it's menopause, perimenopause, whatever you want to call it. It's that lovely hormonal imbalance. Yeah. Another thing that has surprised me, which I should have known, but like my eyes are so bad. Like I can't see, I mean, I have to have glasses. Of course I've always had glasses, but the, the bifocal thing and the being able to read small print and like <laughs> that it really is not fun. Nope. Agreed. Nope. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. On a positive point though, um, I find that I'm enjoying life more. Ah, nice. 10, 15 years ago, not so much now loving every moment of it. And why do you think that is? I think as you grow older, you just learn to take the good and let go of the drama. Ah, yeah. And it's fabulous. It's wonderful. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. How about Lisa or Mary Beth? Do you find that too? Yeah. In a similar way, um, I feel like there's more choice. We have more freedom to choose how we spend our time. And, um, you know, similar to what she said, um, choosing to remove drama, choosing to do joyful things, things that fill our soul and bring us joy. Love it. How about you, Lisa? I think a lot of it is knowing that it is drama (laughs) versus when you're younger, you think you need to jump in and be a part of the solution. And, and it ends up taking over your life in a way that, you know, now we know we don't need to even go there. We don't need to be a part of it. And, and be around the people that just bring us joy. Um, yeah. I was thinking about these questions, we were, the talking points before coming on and you know what surprised me most in midlife? Well, I was first divorced when I was 39. So I went into this midlife with a crisis. My identity was shook with a young child and 
in a whole life, I really didn't know what I was going to do. And so I had to totally redefine it. And just like menopause, there was no manual. And I wish there had been a lot more resources for me at that time. It would have saved me a lot of uh, challenges, let's say. I'm sure like Sue is referring to um, the last 10 or 15 years have been quite a ride. And uh, it continues, but I do have a, a loving partner now and my daughter is doing marvelous. But yeah, it was definitely a lot to navigate. And that's, you know, maybe like Mary Beth, the reason I do coaching and have created the program that I'm doing now is to be a resource and be a support for women who do feel lost. Maybe they feel shame to get help or don't know where to turn. I hope that, and I have had them come to me now to feel like they can do that. And it's, yeah, it's a passion that I have. Yeah. Do that. And I think all of us are doing that in some way, shape mm -hmm. or form. And I think that's amazing. I just realized that right now, like, oh, that's, <laughs> this is why this is this group formed like this. So that's awesome. Um, so one thing, actually, I will talk about one more thing about surprises. Um, and I've talked about this many times with many people, but um, the fact that women, when we get to this age, we tend to support each other more. And I think yeah. that goes along with the letting go of drama type stuff, um, like Sue mentioned. Um, but I think we all kind of realize we're all in the same boat, so to speak. We just are taken different ways. Um, but I, have you found that too, where it seems like women are starting to support each other more when, as you get older? Kind of, sort of, maybe. I yeah. So. I think we're more willing to talk about it. I think, uh, at least for me, I just sort of held things to myself and just kept soldiering through. And <laughs> now I'm more likely to say, hey, this is not working for me. And surprisingly, someone will say, well, I understand that. <laughs> and <laughs> just the willingness to, to talk about it. I don't think I was vulnerable enough earlier to admit that there was some sort of struggle right yeah and I think in like in our 20s other women were competition mm -hmm. which is never has never actually been a thing but the way we were brought up to I don't know to compete with each other it's, yeah and as we get older we realize there is there's no competition here we are all in the same boat we are all having the same struggles, maybe different times or different types, but relatively we all have the same issues at some point or another going on. Yeah. And we do need to help straighten each other's crowns and remind us to stand up straight. Yeah. I love it. Love it. All right. So besides the wonderful physical changes of getting older and those could be wonderful. They may not be. There's um, How have you changed in other ways since you've become this age I think we kind of talked about that a little bit but a little bit um yeah. I don't care what other people think of me anymore yes <laughs> it is your opinion of me is not my business I love that it just doesn't matter to me anymore yeah which has been so freeing yeah I, I love that because yeah we're so tied up into what everyone else thinks and yeah at that point you just kind of go yeah whatever okay see ya mm -hmm. <laughs> Awesome. How about the other two? Any thoughts on that? Or how have you changed besides physically changed? I think similar to what we were just saying, just letting go of the need to fix things. 
I, I've really been understanding that more lately that I always wanted to fix something. If somebody had a problem, I wanted to sweep in and fix it. <laughs> hmm. And, um, Maybe there was some sort of payoff for me to want to do that, but yeah. um, just letting go of the need to do that and just reprioritizing, you know, knowing, knowing what's important, not sweating the small stuff. Yeah. Love it. Lisa, how about you? What's coming up for me is um, through my coaching journey and working in these groups with women is learning myself. Like I was like, you're talking about letting go of needing to fix something is learning in a coaching setting, not being a licensed therapist, learning the, the, the skill to listen is really all that women really need. And that gets them a lot further because the key thing, when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about, what did I really learn is knowing all the way along from the time I was a child, all the women around me who mentored me literally from the time I was growing up was I had that strength, that courage and the talent to do everything I'm doing now. I wish I would have had the confidence to step out into that instead of doing some, making some of the choices I had along the way. Um, but it was always there. And so encouraging that in others without feeling defensive and not caring um, and believing in the gift that I have is definitely something I'm more and more stepping into every day because it's a challenge with social media and building a business, doing a podcast, being, you know, creating a product. You, you, it's hard to fight those voices. I work at keeping that central focus on you know, what I have to offer is valuable. And I've had that all the way along and then passing that to someone else. I think that's one of the things it's, it's good to have this conversation and, make, and verbalize it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. This is going to be like therapy for all of us too. Uh, I could just echo what you all probably said. I used to wait for permission to do things and now I'm like, uh, -uh here I go. <laughs> if it works great, if it doesn't, I don't care. And if you don't want me to do that, oh, well, you know, as long as I'm not murdering anyone or you know whatever <laughs> i would say no one died along the way so we're good then it's okay yeah it's a good right. thing yeah awesome awesome and the growth aspect as we get older I yeah think, um and i like i got divorced seven years ago and in the past seven years um the embracing my spiritual hippie side and the growth the realizing what my childhood really was like and, and learning from it instead of just pushing it away. Now I'm embracing it and I'm learning from it. And that's a whole different ball game. Oh, that's such a good point, Sue. Um, Cause I don't know if we've all, some of us have our parents and some don't. Um, but I mean, it's not just parents, but as you know, your childhood is yep. a lot of your parents stuff, but um, someone just the other day, I think it was in a networking group that Mary Beth and I were at said something about like your parents stuff is their stuff and you can't, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically like, that wasn't your fault and it's not your job to fix that, which there's the fixing thing again. Um, but that kind of hit home for me that day. I don't know if it did for you too, Mary Beth, but that, I think that's kind of related to what you were just saying, Sue, about your childhood. Yeah. And, well, um, and, and the trauma you have from uh, my father passed away when I was young, my mom was bipolar. 
So it was a mess in our house. Um, and so the trauma that I carry from that isn't, it's not mine to fix, but I'm the one left with the mess. Mm. And that mess led me into my marriage. And that was not, I mean, it just, it snowballed because I wasn't old enough or didn't understand enough at the time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But now I have, and now I'm learning and growing and it's just, it's an absolutely beautiful place to be. Love it. I heard something along the way, the last couple of years from another, with from a therapist who said, you know, we can't react or respond to our lives or situations until we've experienced something different. So it's no wonder that we've gone through our lives in a certain way because of the experiences we've had. And to me, that was very freeing to say, aha, my experiences don't define me, whether it was my parents, something I did or something that happened along the way. It's not my fault that it's turned out this way, but I can go on a new path and create new experiences like you're doing, Sue, right? We're all doing, um, creating our lives. We have the power to do that and we don't have to take all of the trauma with us. And it's it's very freeing. So yeah, that was a big insight for me. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. There's a saying that's something like, we're not responsible for what has happened to us, but we are responsible for how we respond to it. Right. Yeah. Perfect. perfect. That is yeah, perfect. And one of the things I'll, I'll piggyback on that was <laughs> when I was writing my notes, one of the, I think the question that Kim posed for us was what kind of coping strategies do you use? And it relates to what Mary Beth is saying is rather than in my 20s and 30s where I might have reacted, been very angry, maybe in a physical way, um, maybe not publicly or just, you know, just be enraged. Now I realize, no, I don't have to act that way. I can take a little break, process it, and then go back and respond in a very more professional, calm, mature fashion. Or not even respond. That might be the better um, answer, right? Which is a skill I did not have at 27. Exactly. Exactly. Trust me. Working corporate, that was a whole challenge. Right. Oh my goodness. We were talking about, I think I was thinking about that. We were just talking earlier about, you know, how we are competitive as women. I was in a very corporate women surrounded me. There were men, but advertising corporate level. I mean, again, no rule book wasn't prepared for it, but the competition was brutal. There's backstabbing everything is a real thing and um glad to be out of that environment but we're we glad can, you're out you know, of that yeah. and i think what we're all doing in educating women is a gift and there's so many people out there that don't realize how different life could be right right um so since you brought this up lisa let's talk about what kind of coping strategies we all use for our midlife challenges take a oh. nap get a nap <laughs> i won't lie sometimes a glass of wine but <laughs> hey no judgment i've seen <laughs> for the most part for me it's nature 
Uh, um, I just need to get outside. If I'm stressed or overwhelmed, I just, I want to just walk out the door. Just, mm-hmm. I don't even have to go far. I just need to stand outside. Yes. Ground yourself. Yep. I agree with that. Yeah. To just, just stand in the sun and soak it in. Or even so in the wind or, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, sometimes just getting out in the fresh air just does mm-hmm. something to you. Like just changes everything. Um, how about you, Mary Beth? I like that one a lot. I, I use the same. Uh, lately, I've been enjoying going outside at night. I take the dog out for one last outing before bedtime. And um, I just look up at the stars and the moon and breathe. And it's been beautiful weather here um, and unseasonably warm. Mm-hmm. And I just love that fresh air before going to bed. And I just, I kind of even have an intention like, you know, please help this fresh air to get me some restful sleep. <laughs> yeah. Does it help usually? It actually does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um we have two dogs and we don't like take them out the driveway and walk around the neighborhood. We take them to parks and, mm-hmm. you know, find new places to take them. And so that's our, um, our exercise, which we need to do way more than we do. But um, <laughs> we, I don't know if you guys are interested in space at all, but we have um, the International Space Station will fly over like I don't know how many times, but you can get notifications on it and it's, it shows itself for like four to six minutes. And so I, we try and do that. We go out on our deck or even if I'll just do it, if Dave's not around, but, and you just, you wait for it, you try to find it in the sky and then you see it and then you have to stand. I, this is what I think anyway, I have to stand there for that time and just breathe and watch it and watch as it fades away. And it's just kind of a nice little break you know, it's dark. It ha- obviously has to be dark for us to see it, but you know, there's times when it comes through at like six o'clock in the morning and I go out in the winter and get all bundled up and I just stand there and watch it. But it's just this one little tiny break. And then I always say, good night space station. <laughs> so it's just some weird little coping thing, like a little break in my day, but um, yeah. So I don't know that got off on that tangent, but, but if it's a routine, that's a beautiful routine. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's yeah. the part you said, walking the dog. I do miss walking my dog a lot. Yeah. That was my 5.30 in the morning and my 9.30 at night. And he was like clockwork. And that was a, a downtime for both of us or a, sure. a refresher. Sure. Yep. Um, and I know like there's, mm-hmm. I always try and do breathing. Like I found my, find myself getting worked up about something. I just have to remember to breathe. And I know Mary Beth does tapping the EFT. Um so if you I mean, want to talk about that just a little bit, if people don't know what that is. Yeah, that's been a game changer. Um, so emotional freedom technique tapping is a stress reducing technique and it's been researched heavily. There are clinical studies on it. And um, so you kind of engage your your mind um, in your body and your energy system by tapping on meridian points and we use like upper body points um, on our head and torso. And by by tapping and using language, um, like addressing emotions or ad- addressing stress, like, oh, I'm so stressed out and I'm feeling anxiety in my body. And just by doing all of that together, um, instead of having our thoughts kind of spin out of control, it's grounding. So we're talking about going outside to get grounded. It's another way to get grounded anytime, anywhere. 
And um, it's just kind of an amazing combination of simple, a simple movement and a simple thing and just voicing. I mean, there's, there's strategy in the, and I have a lot of things I can put into my coaching sessions that are, um, you know, planned and, you know, kind of gets, gets to a goal, but it's yeah. just a good, um, it's just a good technique. It's in, yeah. in just a few minutes can change from anxiety to calm. Yeah, I, I, there's so many different things that people can do. And I would highly encourage listeners to check anything out that you think might be helpful and try everything and see what works for you. Because maybe tapping won't work for you. Maybe there's something else that you could do. Next question. Part of my, I love, you know, this podcast is to share inspiration and encourage, you know, women over 40 or whatever. But I also want younger people to learn from this as well. Um, so this question is, what do you wish you would have known as a younger person in your 20s or 30s? Who's going to start? <laughs> how, to, how, to, how to set healthy boundaries um, uh, and learning what personalities are not, don't mesh with mine and, and knowing that I can walk away, that I don't have to put up with that. I can, it's okay to walk away. You know, where I, I grew up being a good, a good kid or trying to be a good kid um, because there was always a repercussion if you weren't. And so you were never allowed to be, you know, to walk away. You just had to put up with all the behaviors. If it was the creepy guy next door, if it was, you just had to put up with the creepy behaviors and, and the horrible behaviors, because that's what I was taught, but that's not life. And I, you don't have to do that. You are allowed boundaries and you are allowed to walk away. And I wish I would have known that years ago. Nice. Lisa, how about you? Definitely agree with Sue. And um, I've experienced that. Um, what was the question again? This <laughs> <laughs> how has it changed since the 20s? No, what do you wish you would have known as a younger woman in your 20s oh. or 30s? There's that menopausal brain fog again. There right? we go. Just like, I just like, all of a sudden I was, I was thinking of something else. You know, uh, I could see it too. <laughs> so all of a sudden it went over here. There was like my train of thought. It's that artist ADHD. Um, I think, you know, I think we're all saying it is really tapping into the inner wisdom that was there all the time. It was there all the way along kind of Dorothy in the in her shoes, you know, clicking them together mm -hmm. is, I just really feel like if that had been, I thought it was stronger and yet I didn't live my life the way that I wish I had, you know, like I wish I could have had more courage in the moments I was weak. Um, but again, you know, you hear many people, I'm like, would I change it? Well, probably there's at least one thing I would change, but for the most part, I don't have regrets that way, but definitely learned a lot of lessons. Um, and I, yeah, the, the, the core of it would be having that inner confidence and self strength to know I could have done it all myself. Not that we do it by ourselves, but having the strength to stand on my two feet and, and, and do it rather than rely on other people. Nice. Thank you. Mary Beth. I think it would be knowing and believing that I was way more powerful than I gave myself credit for or understood and having the confidence to 
to dream more and believe in bigger things and um and pursue those things much sooner yeah yeah mm -hmm. I would totally go along with that too like I was I don't remember I think it maybe was Sue who said you know I'm expected to do things a certain way and that's it well I wish I would have had the courage back then to just say um no I don't have to but everything happens for a reason. So you have to, I learned that now and wow, this is a whole new chapter in my life. So I think that's kind of amazing. So yeah, thank you for those answers. So our last thing I wanted to ask about was how do you see yourself in five years? What's, what's, what does the future look like? Oh, are you going to start with me again? <laughs> sure. Why not? Or we can switch it up if somebody um, else wants to answer I, first. I really struggled with this one. Um, seven years ago, I, I couldn't see myself here. This, this moment was not on my radar. I was in a lousy marriage. Um, my life was a mess and I was in survival mode. So looking forward to tomorrow, wasn't a thing getting through today was so to look forward five years, even now is, is hard. Um, what would I like to be doing? I'd like to be in the process of publishing my own book. Um, I would like to be working less and traveling more. Um, yeah, I would like to be enjoying this life instead of surviving it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. And I, it's funny that you said you want to travel more because I feel like you travel a lot. <laughs> I try to travel every chance I get. Yeah. Um, if, if there's a work trip that, that you know, oh, we have this conference, I'll, I'm, I'm going, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I have no kids at home. I have no pets anymore. Like the door is open. I have no reason to not travel and not see different places and cultures and eat different food and try different experiences. So yeah, I travel as often as I can. It'll probably bankrupt me at some point, but yeah. we'll deal with that then. Can't take it with you, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and you know, maybe like maybe five years out is too much for you to think about. So maybe what how about next year? You know, break it down into baby steps, you know, maybe six months from now, whatever yeah, it happens to even, be. So even that's tough. So yeah. 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 Well then just focus on today. <laughs> for the most part I do. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Who wants to go next? I would Please. say being more and more authentic, um, being more and more, more and more of me, being more joyful, um, and hopefully um, have an established thriving coaching business. Nice. <laughs> also nice. travel, also spending time with family. Nice. Hey, Lisa, your turn. That was probably the hardest question. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, similar to assume I lived many years in survival mode as a single parent, um, was married to my current husband four years ago, just prior to the pandemic. We're now going through a cancer battle. Um, we are uprooting from the business we have in Tucson and trying to figure that out. So figuring out what our five-year plan is now somewhere in flux. So what do I want in five years? Obviously, I would like my husband to be alive. <laughs> and yeah. both are healthy, thriving, and active. 
um, maybe convince our children to move to Arizona. <laughs> Good luck with that. Really working on that one. And because um, we don't have grandkids yet. And I've told my daughter, I want them here. I want to spoil them. Um, financial needs, my the things that I'm creating will be published and successful. And I will be putting a book on my list to produce based on colors, all the colors and um, hopefully inspiring and encouraging women and men around the world to be more of themselves and know who they truly are. So that's what excites me and gets me up is that um, the stories that I hear and, and being able to share that with the world, um, the wisdom that comes from within um, through the work I do. So we'll see what happens. So if I could answer the question, I, I guess I don't really know for sure either. Um, I know that I want to travel. Um, now I have a husband who's retired and that's been really fun. Um, so, but getting out of that working 40 hours a week to retirement, and that's been a year now and we're still transitioning to that, but, um, that's a whole other podcast. Um, but yeah, I want to travel more. Um, you know, the last few years we've had a lot of loss and, so life is short and it has just been hammered into me. So I want to do these things that I want to do. Like, so let's get them done. Let's go. Um, convincing him that we need to do that is, I mean, he, anyway. Um, <laughs> but like, I know hopefully I'll have grandchildren soon. That's a work in progress at the moment. Um, you know, I would love to be not in Wisconsin <laughs> for winters. Um, I want to be in Tennessee or somewhere down South, probably Tennessee. That's my favorite place. So, um, part of it, like the not knowing is kind of fun for me because I just like that, like, okay, what's it going to be? What, what road, which road can I go down? Like what's going to be, you know, best. But, um, so that's, that's, so I really, me too. Like, I don't really know, like five, five years out is a ways, but, um, but I know like today I'm doing this podcast and I'm having fun. So so we'll see what happens. So, yeah. So before we go, does anyone want to leave us with any one last little bit of advice or nugget of knowledge or inspirational message? And I'm totally throwing this out of the ballpark or, you know, out of left field or whatever the saying. <laughs> so I didn't warn you guys ahead of time about this. This just came to me. Oh, I would tell people to be their unique, quirky selves because it just doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Awesome. Anyone else? I keep looking at the sign behind you, Kim. What are you waiting for? So <laughs> to to piggyback on that, you know, life is short. What are you waiting for? You know, live your best life, whatever that means. And yeah find the freedom to, you know, like someone said earlier, give yourself permission to, if you don't know, find out what that is. Mm -hmm. Love it. So the sign is so funny because I, there's Facebook has these free pages in like certain communities and you can just put stuff up there and people even just have it for free and give stuff away. And I thought this, the sign was like a little desk size. <laughs> thing that says what are you waiting for so I thought oh that'd be cool for my desk and nope that's when I picked it up that's the size it was so that's where it's been staying <laughs> so I like that um yeah so what are you waiting for I love that it's I guess there it's there for a reason it's that big for a reason too because like what are you waiting for you know just do it yeah I was gonna say um 
you know, what I was thinking right before we came on is like, I feel like um, once I hit 40, I feel like the clock just sped up like five times faster. Yeah. And, you know, the aging and the everything in life. So I'm glad that I took the leap to, I was already running my own business, but to then further take it a step further and do the next thing. And it's all I'll say to people out there is it's easier every step you take away from what is expected of you. Just do it. You don't know when your last day is. Right. And um, going through health challenges here, it becomes even more apparent. So don't wait, do it, make the list, check it off, enjoy it because you're not going to regret the experiences. It's not about the financial gain. It's about the experiences you have with people you love and it, it's not worth waiting for. Right. It's just not. So experience everything you can. Love it. Find oh. that joy. Find that joy. You guys, this has been so awesome. I have loved these conversations. Um, so I, yeah, this is something I need to do again. I think hopefully you guys agree with that, but. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we are going to close this for now. I hope you all have a wonderful day and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Midlife with Courage. I hope that it has inspired and motivated you to live your best life. I'm Kim Benoit, a retired registered nurse, a wife, a mom, and now a certified aromatherapist. To learn more about my story and to get some tools to help you on your health and wellness journey, please go to my website, www.midlifewithcourage.com. You'll find lots of great information there. And if you would like to, go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter so that you are always up to date on what's happening. I promise not to bombard you. I usually send out a newsletter once, maybe twice a month. So check that out. Until next time, take care of your beautiful self, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.